Uh, I mean, wild boars, they will give you a bad time. So, yeah, you, you better not miss. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, especially if it's on coke. Yeah, like they can they can straight up kill you. So that's another fun thing. You know what, though? I would love to see wild boars on coke. Oh, yeah. If we could get, like, a drone broadcasting a live feed of it, I'd be watching that shit. Like, if that was happening down the street, I would grab my binoculars and be like, let's check this out. Yeah. I mean, at least it's fun. It's not just like, so here's a virus and you can't do anything. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense, the podcast run by idiots for idiots about idiots. Sitting with me here is my co-host, Biscuit. Hey, what's up, 2020? What's killing you guys today? And I am Sock Biscuit. What is killing us today? I'm pretty sure you already said that. Um, well, we were just talking about coked up boars before we jumped on here, so... I got that one going on my neck of the woods. Uh, I don't know what you got. Um, a Philippines, they found a bat that's like got a five foot wingspan the other day. So that's fucking awful. Uh, everything's fine. I trust it. Pause. Back up. They yeah. found a bat with a five foot wingspan. I think it's like four or five feet. Yeah, it's some. Apparently it's a fruit bat, so you're safe. But if I see that thing, I'm still like straight up leaving the country. That's a big bat. Yeah, it's like a golden fox something something. It was a very long name. But and they just discovered this? Apparently. Keep How? in mind, I'm getting all this from a sports radio station, so <laughs> my facts may be skewed. But uh, that is what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, sports radio still largely has very little sports to, to talk about, so... Hence why they're talking about bats in the Philippines. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they've probably got a little bit more time to do some research. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> Biscuit, do you have a joke for us today? Uh, no, I didn't look one up, but I here's what I do have. <laughs> okay. Um, stick with me. Uh, All right. About a year ago, there was a Barnes & Noble here going out of business, and I went there stoned out of my gourd because everything was like 80% off. Uh, one thing I bought was an adults-only joke book. Uh, I need you to pick a number between 3 and 412. I am going to flip to it, and I'm going to read you something. All right, let's go with um, joke number 300. Oh, I think there's more than one on the page. We'll go to page 300, first one I lock on to. By the way, this shit is not funny. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, that's a long one. We're going 301. Uh, one fine morning in Eden, God was looking for Adam and Eve, but couldn't find them. Later in the day, God saw Adam and asked where he and Eve were earlier. Adam said, this morning, Eve and I made love for the first time. God said, Adam, you have sinned. I knew this would happen. Where is Eve now? Adam replied, she's down at the river, washing herself out. Damn, says God, now all the fish will smell funny. <laughs> That's what I got for you. Uh, I paid money for that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Who who, who wrote this book? Um, somebody that's not good at their job, apparently. Um, but on the it's a company called Hinkler Books published it. Shame I on them. Uh, no, no. The back cover says this book comes with a belly laugh guarantee. I think you might want to take that guarantee to court. Yeah, like that was a long read-up for that payoff, too. There was no payoff. I don't know what payoff you're talking about. (laughs) No, no, no. It's... Well, there's a reason it was four bucks and it's 400 (laughs) pages. All right, pod people, let me remind you... BigBadNonsense at gmail.com is our email address. We are available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, tune in and... God damn it, help me, Biscuit. Uh, Spotify? Yes! Why do I always forget Spotify? Okay, there's so many S words, right? It's like Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, whatever. Okay, anyway, we're available on all those things. Uh, Let's move on with the show. Really? You want to move on from this segment? (laughs) Biscuit. Yeah. I've got a mailbag for us today. Oh, good. The last one was fucking aces, so I can't wait. Well, actually, this is from a, uh, a, uh, what the hell is it? What are they? Listener. (laughs) (laughs) Person? What are you looking for here? (laughs) Who sent me a link to an, so this is from Phil, and Phil is from, uh, where is he from? He's from London. Okay, and uh, he sent me this as just a little update because he was listening to our end of the world Mayan calendar episode and uh, he sent this to me just saying, hey, I thought you might want to check this out because this is pretty loony. So he sent me a link about, uh, now get this, a new Mayan calendar interpretation has suggested that uh, the original date of December, uh, whatever it was, 21st, 2012, was actually a miscalculation. It seems that way, yes. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we're all still here. Uh, the new date, according to this person, was uh, that actually it's June 21st, 2020. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, and we're all still alive. So uh, I, I, I mean, just... kind of. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing, right? Because, you know, there's so many things happening here in 2020, but it's still not technically the apocalypse. It, it's working on it, though. Um, well, that... Thanks, Phil. Another thing to put a smile on all our collective faces. Mm, yeah. Uh, he just thought I should mention that, and thank you, Phil. I mentioned it. Yep, we got you, Phil. We're in this together. <laughs> Phil, thank you for listening and thank you for updating. Uh, even though that like date is, you know, almost a month old. No, two or three weeks old now at the time of this recording. Yeah, it, it's fine. I trust it. Uh, th- this is the thing, right? It's like it doesn't matter what 
predictions or new predictions they have. The, the people who are making these predictions are seldom ever knowledgeable people in the field of archaeology or science and so there's there's really no point in following I'm, I'm just glad that you know the media didn't take this and run with it especially in the time of covid because following along with weirdos saying actually the apocalypse is coming the mayans said so while we're dealing with coronavirus and everything else would have been too much if the media had run with it right now i think perfectly rational people would have believed it Probably. Just contextually. Mm-hmm. Th- that's entirely possible. Uh, thank goodness they didn't. I mean, I guess. It would have been interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at this point now, b- between between all the, the, the goofball bullshit that's happening, with all the stuff that we turn on the TV and have to listen to between, you know, wacko world leaders and a global pandemic and whatever else is happening in the world, it, it, it's just too much. There's there's just too much to deal with now. It's like, if anything else is going to happen, I, all I can say is just please don't. Good news, it's hurricane season. Yes, the and the Americans are going through hurricane season. I, I don't have hurricanes here, but you haven't been hit by any yet, have you? Uh, we got a tropical storm that dusted us the last couple of days, but nothing significant. I'm waiting to catch a cat five right in the teeth, though, the way all this other shit's going. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep, and we, we are right there in the catcher's mitt, so it would be me. Let's close up the mailbag and move on with the show. <laughs> yeah, that nice optimistic twinge you put on it for us, Phil. I thank you for that. <laughs> Biscuit. What? Statues. I've heard of them. Have you seen any? Uh, not recently. We're taking them all down. Ah, there we go. There we go. Uh, have they taken down any statues where you are? I think they've been trying to, not successfully. But, I mean, it gets lost in the noise at this point. There have certainly been pushes for it. Definitely, and uh, in in several towns in America and abroad, right? Not just in America, several statues have been pulled down. Uh, in particular, Columbus is a popular target. Uh, he's been pulled down, as well as uh, various uh, dead generals from the uh, Civil War. Is my understanding they've also been pulled down in various different places? Yeah, Civil War is canceled. Um... There is a town near Boston, up in uh, Massachusetts, that they're trying to take down a statue of Abraham Lincoln because it's racist. And before you react, I want you to think about what I just said for a moment. Well, here's the thing. Abraham Lincoln was kind of racist. Well, everybody was, but he, he was doing better than most people. This is true. This is true. But then again, if you ask the Native Americans, they're not too happy with him either. Oh, why? Did we do something wrong to Native Americans? When? <laughs> you know full well.
Yeah, I mean, it, good luck asking one. We pretty much made them extinct, but mm. man, we are just oozing positivity today. Anyway, you were saying. Uh, there's been a lot of push recently uh, to take down statues and things like that of people who have done bad things in the past. Now, one of the arguments that keeps getting put forward is like, well, where does it stop? Uh, you know, will we turn around and eventually take down statues of George Washington uh, because of something that he did? I mean, that'd be a valid one. He, he, he's got a couple things on his file that aren't awesome. Yes, and that takes us to our topic today, George Washington. <laughs> oh boy, what you got? <laughs> okay, let me, you know, sort of set the stage here. The thing to remember, and I think this is important about people in history, is that they're all people. Whatever you want to revere them as is pointless, because... Everyone is human. Everyone makes mistakes. Like Gandhi, he was a racist, right? You, you can't change the fact that, you know, Gandhi helped liberate India from Britain. You also can't change the fact that, you know, Gandhi was a terrible, terrible racist. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he uh, had a thing for, shall we say, pretty young ladies, too. I said it. It's automatically true. You got to run it. Well, I, I think he, that that was the whole thing. He did that in order to tempt himself, right? Like he surrounded himself by young women to tempt himself, but he never actually did anything about it. Oh, so he's like that New York Times guy on Twitter that when they found out he was looking up child porn, he was like, oh, I was doing research to catch these people. Like, what? yeah, all right, buddy. Wasn't that Pete, Pete Townsend? Wasn't that like the guy from The Who? No, um, who was the guy that somebody sent him a gif that was like an epileptic flasher thing? And Kurt Eichenwald, right? Yeah. You don't know what the hell I'm talking no, about. No, 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 you're talking about the journalist, right? And, and, and yeah. someone tried to give him an epileptic seizure. Yeah, yeah, I was just, that's the guy who did it, that like he... People are like, so what, what's going on with these images on your computer, bro? And he said that he was doing research for a story. It was uh, him. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the same thing happened with Pete Townsend, didn't it? I'm almost Probably. sure it did. It, like the, it, it was research excuse has happened like multiple times before. Uh, hang on a second. Let me, let me look this up before I, uh, yeah. I get sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was research, and, and um, the other one, like, if you say something stupid on the internet, you know, ah, oh, it was a social experiment. I was being ironic. Uh, nobody buys it. Like, at that point, you might as well just own it and be like, I fucked up. Yes. Yes. He's I, not sorry. listening to what I'm saying right no, now. No, I'm listening to what you're saying and, and trying to process it. Yeah, it was uh, Pete Townsend from uh, from The Who. was He was eventually cleared, maybe because they bought his excuse that it was for research or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, good, good for him. Uh, like, personally, I do not need to research that topic to be like, 
Don't like it. Okay, hang on, hang on. Townsend was, uh, has been, had been arrested on January 13th, this is back in 2003, after he used a credit card to view a child porn website as part of a personal, <laughs> hold on, as part of a personal research while writing his autobiography. <laughs> what? Townsend claimed he had been sexually abused as a child himself. Okay, so talk about that. I don't see where the whole purchase is necessary. Yeah, I'm not sure if, yeah, that, you know, it was necessary to give... Additional question. Yeah. Um, so there's a place that takes credit cards. You can get this online. Shouldn't we do something about that? Well, this was back in 2003, so... Back when we were okay with it? No, no. I think back when uh, the they hadn't fully clamped down on this type of stuff. Like, I'm sure there's probably not many places on the internet. Well, maybe there probably still is. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not going to do research yeah, on it. Sure, you don't. <laughs> I'm not going to research it. But uh, I don't know. That's what it says right here in this article. And that that's smart. You definitely want a paper trail on that that points directly back at you. Yeah, well, now I'm sure that you probably couldn't do that. I'm sure they'd probably all buy them with Bitcoin or something like that, right? That's what they do yeah. now is they go on the dark web, send a few Bitcoin, and then, then that's how they get their yep. images of child abuse, basically. Yep, that is why Bitcoin exists. And if you use it, you are a child molester. <laughs> I'll be surprised if we don't get some hate mail over that. I don't care, though. Okay. From child molesters. <laughs> All right. What the hell were we talking about? How do we always do this? Like we I have... good on this one. I got no idea. George Washington. <laughs> George Washington. Okay. The, the point I was trying to make is that people in history are human, right? Like, you know, you, you see examples of it all the time. Something like Hitler. Right. Everyone always talks about the Nazis like they were, you know, insane, bloodthirsty individuals and stuff like that. They were people. Right. They were people. Careful now. The, the point I'm trying to make is that they were people just like us, like psychologists examined them after the war. And the very unpopular opinion that they came up with is that they're no different from you or I is that everyone has the capacity to do very good things and has the capacity to do very horrible things too, in the case of the Nazis. And if you look back at history, and in America you revere your founding fathers as like gods or something like that, it's to a ridiculous level. Like you can see <laughs> paintings of George Washington sitting among the heavens with the, you know, spirits surrounding him and stuff like that. Like it he was a man and as much as he had the capacity to create a new nation he also had the capacity to be a real dick uh yeah and kill a lot of people and slavery was cool and yeah it was a time that um we made some questionable decisions exactly now for people who are saying, you know, where does it stop? How will we remember our history if we start tearing down the statues of George Washington? Listen, there are no statues of Nazis around. We are very capable of remembering them. I, yeah, I mean, if there's a town that's got like a Hitler statue up right now, I would have questions. There, well, 
we were, you and I oh, were discussing, <laughs> well, we, we, we were talking, I don't think this actually made it to the cut, but you and I were talking about these fried chicken places in Asia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the KFC places that it's, it's exactly like the KFC logo that you know and love, except instead of where Colonel Sanders is leaning sideways, it's Hitler. Instead of where it says KFC, it just says Hitler, and that's it. Yeah. And they just serve fried chicken. They're just like, you know what a good name for this place would be? And they just fucking ran with it. Uh, it, it listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Biscuit and I have like sort of had a conversation about it in the past. I don't think it actually made the cut to one of our episodes, but where we discussed the fact that there are these fried chicken restaurants in Asia. I think it was in Thailand. I think it was Thailand, yeah. Where their logo is literally Hitler. Now, that's a little bit different from a statue, but still not great. Yeah, I mean, at least you get fried chicken out of it. At at least. Uh, I (laughs) don't know if that's a good at least. Uh, That cancels it out. Anyway, I I do not think there are any towns that actually have, like, you know, a marble or bronze or tin statue up somewhere of Hitler. No. If they do... I'm... Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and confidently say that is not a thing because the internet would be losing their shit by now. The the internet would be all over it, and uh, if you live in that town, leave. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that is a biscuit fact, that those do not exist. Okay. <laughs> all right. Listeners, if, if you do know of somewhere, uh, send us a picture. I'd be very curious to see a town that has a statue of, or any Nazi for that matter. It, it, like even if you've got a statue of Goebbels or, or Dr. Mengele or something like that. Like if, you, if there's any town out there with a statue of a Nazi in it, take a picture and send it to us. Mengele might be worse. Like what an asshole. Okay. Back anyway, on... George Washington, right? <laughs> George Washington. Okay, so it is a fact, and most people are aware of this, that George Washington did own slaves. Now, let me point this out. Uh, slaves are people. George Washington owned people. Yep, that, that, that's kind of the whole sticking point with slavery and why people get kind of grumpy about it. Yeah, and for anyone who is going to chime up and write us mail throughout this episode saying something along the lines of, well, he treated his slaves better than blah, blah, blah. Uh, Listen, slavery is the mistreatment. Just because he didn't whip them doesn't mean he didn't mistreat them. Slavery is the mistreatment. Yeah, like, you can be really friendly to somebody that you're sexually assaulting, you're still a rapist. Like, it's not like, oh, well, I mean, he was super polite. You're still not supposed to do that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, Now, regarding the not supposed to do that portion, of course, it was legal at the time. But, you know, we have to judge these things by our standards and the time that we live in. And although not a lot of people might have protested in his time, we're protesting now. He owned people. Yep. Um, it's one of those things that that excuse, everybody was doing it. I mean, what's the cliche that your mom said to you when she didn't like something that you're doing as a kid? If everybody jumped off a bridge, et cetera, et cetera. Just because it was commonplace doesn't mean it was cool. I think it's worth pointing out, too, that 
there were nations in existence at the time that had already made slavery illegal. I actually didn't know that, but I believe you. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like everybody had slaves at that time and nobody had clued in yet. Like, America still had slavery while other people did not. So there were people at that time who knew, this is not a good idea. We're owning people. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that somebody could come to that conclusion that that's kind of fucked up. But, I mean, hey. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about Washington and slavery. So Washington inherited his first slaves uh, at the time when he was about 10 years old. Jesus Christ. So, (laughs) just keep going, fuck. (laughs) He inherited about 10 slaves. Now, the the historical documents here differ a little bit, and I'm going to point this out at a couple points here. They're not always exactly sure about what age Washington was at the time that these different things happened. It's a little bit... If 10 years old is on the table, then it's ridiculous whatever it was yeah it's 10 or 11 years old and he now owns 10 human beings so he's owns people at a point that he's probably looking at them like um what do you think i should tell you to do like he's a fucking kid well let's address that actually because you have to remember that washington came from or lived in a very wealthy family. They owned a lot of land and all of the labor was, well, not all of the labor, but a majority of the labor was done by slaves. So he, from a very young age, lived in circumstances where you own people, they produce profit for you. So this probably wouldn't have seemed so strange to him. No. Um, Plus that property also had a cherry tree. Interesting factoid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the time... <laughs> <laughs> like that one, didn't should, you? Should we, talk, right. should we talk about the cherry tree? Um, did he tell a lie? <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, is that the, for a man, and I, I'm pretty sure that cherry tree story is, is untrue. Uh, is, isn't this largely debunked? I, I believe it is, but... I mean, name a time in history that something that a president's been known for was total bullshit. I I got nothing. <laughs> all right. Literally all of them. Every president, you can say that about them. But for the man who supposedly told no lies, even in the face of being disciplined over cutting down a cherry tree, he was very fond of stretching the truth, as we'll find out later in this episode. But I'll, I'll just put that Chekhov's gun on the table for later. No, they're not slaves. They're um, employees. I don't pay that. <laughs> um, that's so about this here cherry tree. Uh, and, and it's, it's, he didn't lie about the fact that he had slaves, but he definitely stretched the truth in some legal areas, which we'll get to in a little bit. Okay. So you have Washington, and he is owned slaves from the age of 10 years old. Of course, they were, his family would have had slaves before he inherited them directly to himself, but that's neither here nor there. By the time he married Martha Custis, who would become Martha Washington, he owned approximately 300 people. What? What? 
<laughs> that is a fucking aggressive number. I'm sure there were people who owned more. I don't even know 300 people. <laughs> I th I don't think I have, th like, I've got maybe 200 people on Facebook. And that's that's about reached the maximum limit. And, I mean, I don't have Facebook anymore, but going by Facebook tradition, as I recall it, probably about 150 of them you could give a rat's ass about. I would say at least half, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so he's got more slaves than people we know. All right, cool. Keep going. I, like, I'm sure there were definitely more. Now, you have to keep in mind the different periods in American history. Uh, at the period where Washington was alive, uh, slaves were slaves, people they owned were doing agricultural work, usually like producing either food or tobacco. But by the time cotton became the major commodity, you know, many years later in the United States, uh, the, you would have plantations that would own many, many, many more. Yeah, you would have guys that had enough slaves to, like, open up their own XFL, but we had to do this cotton thing, which is very ingrained in slave culture specifically. So I'm sure this is about to get fun. That's the thing, and I'm sure anyone who's uh, a bit of a history buff will point out to me, probably by email, along with the comment that, oh, Washington didn't really mistreat his slaves, is that Washington had no fondness for the institution of slavery. That's a bit of a back and forth, because he owned them, he didn't liberate them uh, until he died, we'll get to that later, and he didn't do anything during his lifetime to really do much to help them. So the whole statement that, you know, he had a distaste for slavery is kind of not really borne out in his actions. Especially I would say that's fair. Um, when I want to show people I'm not a fan of something, I don't do it at least 300 times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like that, that's how I make my statement. And I would be interested to know if Washington were alive in the cotton boom in the United States where it was even more profitable. Like, of course it was profitable to have people doing labor for you for no money, but under cotton production, the value of chattel slavery increased tenfold, like well beyond what Washington ever could have imagined. So I can only imagine what his attitude would have been then if cotton had happened, yeah. you know, a few years earlier. Yeah, um, I mean, cotton specifically was one that they almost could not keep up with the demand, so I'm sure he would have just lined them up as much as he could find. Let's keep in mind that by the end of his life, Washington owned 300 people, more than most people have as friends on Facebook. Here are some other examples. Washington is famous for what, Biscuit? Uh, not telling a lie about that cherry tree. Okay, what and else? crossing the Delaware and being the first president. And um, he's on some money, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Have I hit the one you want me to say yet? Uh, you have. The, the whole crossing the Delaware. He was a general in the first Continental military. Yep. Okay. Remember like it was yesterday. There we go. Now, during the war... Uh, the British, of course, promised any slaves who would join to fight with the British that they would be freed. Yeah, and they were like, fuck you, we've tried your food. 
That definitely didn't happen. This is better. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty sure that's not true. But you know, you gotta make your own fun. <laughs> Anyway, I, it's about, I, I don't have the number on my screen right now, but I think it was 17 of George Washington's slaves fled, absconded during this war and went over and uh, were freed by the British. And he probably didn't even know they were gone. He's got so fucking many of them. Yeah. This is the thing, right? They're, they're fighting the British to establish their own new country, a new land of the free. But the one, the f- slaves are being freed by the people that they're fighting. Yeah, like, you are fighting to become your own entity where, I mean, even if it's not their choice, it was their home, and you, f- like, slavery was so fucked up that they were actively fighting against you. Like, fuck that. I'm going with these dudes. Now That should be an indicator that maybe... Maybe we should change this up. But anyway. Now, the the British, of course, were the ones who started the whole situation to begin with. So they can't come out of this unscathed. But at the time, that's what was happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they're great. Yeah, but no. when, when you're going up against full-blown slavers, well, then again, they're not innocent on that one, are they? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to tell you, so at one, now obviously the British lost, we're well aware of that. I've heard. Yes. Uh, At one point, George Washington was very shocked when he went to New York to speak with Sir Guy Carleton, who is a British general, to negotiate the British withdrawal from New York. And he was shocked, why? He was shocked because Washington asked his fellow general, now enemy general, of course, but by that point the war was over, he asked him to uh, please be on the lookout for some of his own slaves that might have run off. Yeah, that seems like that should be the focal point during a fucking war, yeah. (laughs) Carlton surprised him by replying that, uh, you know, to return slaves... Uh, from the freedom that they were promised would be a very dishonorable violation of the public faith, which shocked Washington to no end. Yeah, he was probably like, nah, it's fine. Uh, Anyway, like, give him back, though. (laughs) He did not. He didn't give him back? No, he didn't give him back. George, you didn't ask for him. Uh, Well, (laughs) he did ask. He did ask, please look out for any of my slaves, and Guy replied... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> we promised yeah. them freedom. We're going to give it to them. Well, I, what a concept. <laughs> it's also important to remember that Washington, for all the people who are still sitting there with itchy typing fingers to say, you know, he was actually opposed to slavery, was the president who signed into law the first Fug- Fugitive Slave Act. But he, no, he was a good guy. He had wooden teeth. Good, good argument. Oh. Angry person at the next mailbag. Oh, I'm going to get to his teeth right now since you brought it up. Sweet. (laughs) Wooden teeth. Were you taught that in school, that he had wooden teeth? Yeah, is that bullshit? Oh, complete bullshit. And as always, listeners, links to all of these are going to be in the 
uh, show description. But his teeth were real teeth, but they weren't his teeth. <laughs> okay. Um, so expand on that. Okay. So George Washington did wear dentures, yes. Uh, little school children in, in the U.S., are usually taught that he had dentures made from wood. This is not even remotely true. He had dentures made from other people's teeth. Because the past was absolutely horrible, poor people would often sell their teeth uh, to make extra money, from which uh, dentures would be made. Oh my god. And they get, what, the equivalent of, like, what buys a bowl of soup? I I think... <laughs> That would be very fitting. I they <laughs> yeah. I mean, it better not be a steak because bad news on that. Now, I think generally I don't have any prices in front of me. I think generally that people were quite well compensated. Now, it is speculated and widely regarded as true that Washington's dentures actually came from some of his slaves who probably wanted to make some extra money. Uh, <sighs> Uh, I'm just going to let that one stew in the atmosphere for a second here. Now, of course, um, slaves... You know how else they could have money? <laughs> if... <laughs> I don't feel like I need to finish this thought. I you, think everybody listening's having it. You don't need to finish that thought. Uh, obviously, the answer is, hey, maybe release them from slavery so they could work on their own would be the perfect answer. But now... I would say that's an upgrade, yes. You would say what, sorry? I would say that's an upgrade, yes. Yeah. And of course, any slaves who would have given up their teeth to make these dentures would have been paid significantly less than the average regular person. Yeah, they also probably, like, before they gave them to them, they, like, wiped them on their butthole. <laughs> I hope they did. I hope they did, too. Anyway, so that whole business about wooden teeth, no. Didn't happen. Well, it never really made much sense to me anyway, so. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right, cool. Yeah. Like, let's put this wood in something that's wet all the time, and I'm pretty sure it'll work. All right. I, I don't know. Y you can polish wood and, and treat it in such a way that it'll, you know. I can polish wood. <laughs> I didn't have a lot to do during that lockdown. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Now, it's important to note that some states in the Union at the time that George Washington was president were looking to get rid of slavery and at least faded out however gradually they felt was necessary. Some states were not, of course. Some states were just all gung-ho for it. But one of those states was Philadelphia. Famous for Rocky and absolutely nothing else. Well, uh, it is the city of brotherly love. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Go to an Eagles game. Okay. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the state, uh, they wa had what was called the Gradual Abolition Act. Sounds great. It sounds great. They wanted to end slavery in that state. So they made a law that basically said that any slave who had residence in Philadelphia for six months was legally allowed to free themselves. I mean, I would argue 
maybe take out the six months part, but I mean it of all the options available at the time that that's good. It, it, it's certainly less horrible than saying, no, you're going to be bought and sold forever. Yeah. Just be like, nah, you got it. <laughs> now, of course, Philadelphia at the time was serving as the capital for the United States. This is true. This is true. And the capital is usually host to the president. Uh, so I've seen, yes. And George Washington owned slaves. So here's where we get ourselves what um, in school they call a conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, of course, there are always some exceptions to the law, like members of Congress were exempt from this law in Philadelphia, which is, of course, the way things always seem to go. Members of Congress, the rules don't seem yeah. to apply to them. I was going to say, you could have just stopped at members of Congress because it's not like they stopped being crooks. They're fucking worse than they ever had. Anyway, well, um, George it, Washington. I mean, it's the same in the modern era. It's like, oh, you guys want health care? No, you can't have it. But we all have it in Congress. Yeah, we... um Insurance companies are trying to get out of COVID-19 claims, saying that the pandemic is not medically related. Um, so, I mean, that's the world we're in right now. <laughs> anyway, now, yeah. as much as this applied to members of Congress, it did not apply to the executive branch. So, George Washington had a problem, or at least he didn't think he did for a time. Mm, but... But, one day... The uh, <laughs> I thought this was particularly interesting. Washington's attorney general, Edmund Jennings Randolph, now that's a name that probably no one's really going to know, but came knocking at his door, at Washington's door, saying, hey, you got to be careful because all of my slaves have just suddenly just heard about this law and they are now freeing themselves. They're packing yep, they up to leave. Like, yep. They were like... Like a salad in a tortilla? That's a wrap. And then they put up the deuces and walked out. <laughs> I really wish they had. Uh, I hope they had some you know, <laughs> lovely comments for the attorney general as they walked out and were like, screw you, the law says we're free now. Yeah, while they lit one of his buildings on fire. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, that would have been nice if they firebombed everything on their way out. Anyway, Washington became very concerned when he heard about this because he's like, well, if they can, you know, free themselves in this situation, they can free themselves under my, from my uh, oppressiveness as well. Safe assessment, yes. Safe assessment. So Washington started to do this whole thing where he would rotate his slaves through different states uh, regularly before the six-month period was over, taking them back to Virginia, to Mount Vernon, to his estate there. That dirty motherfucker. So he's like how baseball teams will call some kid up from the minors and then send him back down before he qualifies for, like, major league salary. Pretty much, except yeah. That, except in the minors, you're still getting paid and not there against your will. So maybe not the best comparison. But yeah, I'm I don't know. That doesn't really work as a parallel. I, I mean, I, I work with what I know, man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. Now, of course... This was also illegal to interrupt their uh, stay in the state in order to avoid this abolitionist law. 
now, of course, he was the president and nobody challenged him because, of course, powerful people get away with everything. Yeah, our current president does shit against the law, but ain't the fuck you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, recognizing that slavery, slavery was unpopular in Philadelphia, uh, he gradually started to replace uh, his slaves at his residency there with, <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny, white German indentured servants. Uh, I thought he was just gonna start calling them Amazon factory workers. <laughs> Of course, indentured servitude is a, t- a thing at the time as well, because the world was and probably still is terrible. It's a it's a fancy way of saying slave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, now, of course, indentured servants uh, have a time limit to it, and there are you could be far less abusive to an indentured servant than you could to a slave. It's not a good situation to be in either. But it's important to know that chattel slavery was, you know, definitely a rung below this. Yeah. Um, what a scumfuck. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, clever, I suppose, if you want to take how morally reprehensible it is out of it. But, ugh. <laughs> anyway, it's important to remember that Washington generated incredible personal wealth from owning slaves. He wasn't a poor guy. All of these people were laboring for him. He didn't have to pay them. And here they are producing tobacco and wheat for him. Yeah, I mean, when you don't pay your employees, that really, that helps out a lot on the spreadsheets. Let's talk a little bit about Washington's death, uh, if we may. Because let's not forget that Washington had about 300 slaves in his possession when he died. Yep. Now, on his death, Washington, now here's where it comes into the whole like Washington grew to distaste slavery sort of thing, but Washington freed all of the slaves that he owned directly. So 156 men, women, and children that belonged to him, they were all freed. And then there are a bunch that were like, ah, so we get to go too, and somebody's like, "Ah, bad news. Basically, yes, right? Basically, yes. Uh... Well, actually, let's clarify this. He freed them not when he died, but upon the death of his wife. So they got all excited when he died, and then they found that out, and they're like, oh, we're going to get this bitch. <laughs> well, that's the thing. One year after Washington's death, Martha Washington freed those slaves because she figured, you know, having 156 people around waiting for me to die is probably not a very good security thing. No, I mean, if they find out that you've taken ill, they're probably not going to try to help you. Yeah, exactly. Now, as as good as this may sound, him saying that he's going to free his slaves when he dies and his wife dies, it, you know, he had many years to do this while he was still alive. So all the time that he was alive and making money off these people, these people giving him a life of luxury and working for nothing for him, he does nothing about it until he's dead and it doesn't matter anymore, basically. Yeah, he's just doing it. Yeah, he's just doing it once neither he or his wife benefits from it anymore. He didn't suddenly grow a heart. He's like, well, we're out of here, so, I mean, you can leave, I guess. Yeah, basically. Like, there's nothing altruistic about it whatsoever. Now, he had hoped that this 
gesture would serve as an example to other people and his children and grandchildren and that they would free their slaves at some point. Uh, none of them did, of course. Yeah, they're like, nah, you dead. <laughs> You have to remember that get this cotton money. That that's 156 people yeah. that he has freed because he owned them directly. There's another 153 these dower slaves that he doesn't own directly that are owned by the estate, this trust fund of people. They didn't get freed. They got passed down to these children and grandchildren. Uh huh. I mean, if you half fix something that is reprehensible, did you really do anything? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's Washington. No, what a dick. <laughs> Go snort a line of coke with what one dollar bill today. <laughs> Biscuit, what have we learned from this? Everybody's bad, and I'm just waiting for the day that some shitty stuff about Tom Hanks comes out. Because isn't he like the last good one? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. His son is kind of a jerk. Oh, his son's a complete fucking jackass, <laughs> but we, we ain't talking about him. Anyway, uh, so to people who say, you know, where does it stop? What about the statues of Washington? I would say, read that history or listen to us talk about it and say, why not? Why not rip down the Washington statues too? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Like, if it wasn't reported in the news, you wouldn't know about it. Ergo, like, you'll be okay. Yeah, precisely, right? It's not like we're going to, like, no one is going to forget that Washington was the first president. No one is going to forget about Washington. It's not like we're going to erase him completely from history. We're not going to say, oh, he owned slaves, so we're going to forget the name of Washington ever existed. That's not going to happen. No. No, like if a statue gets taken down, you're not going to snap out of bed three in the morning and be like, something's amiss. <laughs> like it's, it's, we got so many bigger fucking problems right now. And maybe don't die on this hill. <laughs> and, you know, history is generally considered boring. Maybe it's time we start introducing the full factor of what people are capable of in history. Like, it's one thing to talk about Washington crossing the Delaware and defeating the British and becoming the first president. But hey, maybe we should also mention that, you know, his dentures weren't made of wood. They were made out of people teeth. Yeah, see, I didn't know that until, like, today. Not only is that horrible, it's also way more interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, why we're like, talking about it. Yeah, history, it's not boring. It's fucked up, but it's not boring. Yeah, especially if you don't gloss over all the horrible shit that happened. Yeah, so uh, keep that in mind. There's dirt on everybody. <laughs> everybody you admire. Everybody. Everything you've built your entire stupid-ass life on <laughs> is a lie. Even Donald Trump? <laughs> I mean, if... If you built your life around that fucking stuffed turkey, then, I mean, I don't really weep for you. <laughs> Biscuit, do we want to plug anything before the show finishes? Um, yeah, you should go buy one of those those salt shotguns, because I bought one of those the other day, because I'm getting a lot of overtime right now. It's fun as shit. Go kill some flies. Are you talking about those bug assault things that shoot salt yeah. and kill the f bugs? Yeah, I got the 3.0. It's like $50. <laughs> 
Have you tried it on like uh, bigger things like beetles and wasps? Uh, wasps, it takes two shots, and the first one you better stun them because if not, they get real mad. <laughs> Listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's these guns you can buy that kill flies. Instead of a fly swatter, it just shoots a bunch of salt at a high speed, and it won't hurt people, but like it'll seriously fuck up a fly. Oh, it'll hurt people. The box says that it won't break your skin, so I shot myself point blank in the stomach, and that is a fucking lie. <laughs> Were you bleeding? Uh, I got a welt for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so don't point it at other people, but go fuck up some bugs. Yes, that is what I'm leaving you with today. Okay, the only thing I'd like to plug is they still haven't arrested Breonna Taylor's murderers. Uh, please encourage them to do that uh yep it'd be good if things had consequences yeah especially that especially murdering a woman in her sleep yeah shot like 15 times or something right yeah during the service of a no-knock warrant that seems excessive so yeah get on that too if you want to do something more important than gatting flies all right All right, pod people, I'll put a link to that in the description. Please show your support to arresting the police who killed Breonna Taylor. As always, we can be found bigbadnonsense at gmail.com, on Twitter at bigbadnonsense, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. We are available on all of those. Please listen to us. Please share us with a friend. Please rate us and say how good you like the show. Say how good you like the show. Yeah, that, that, exactly. I, I, I <laughs> All right, Pod people, it's been great to know that you're listening. Have a great day. Yeah. Yeah, you ever see, um, it was either Vietnam or South Korea, I can't remember which one, that for a while they started, like, these KFCs started popping up there, that it was, like, the little KFC bucket of chicken, and then it was just a picture of Hitler, and they were called Hitler? No. Yeah, that was, it was either Vietnam or South Korea, I can't remember which one, but there was, like, kind of, like, this Hitler chic thing going on, then people were, like... Don't do that. And they're like, oh, sorry. So, like, Hitler fried chicken? Yeah, like, you can you can pull this shit up on Google. I'm, I'm going to do this so you can see it. I'm going to tell you what to do here. Uh, I'm just Googling Hitler fried chicken right now. 
Yeah, that, if you Google KFC Hitler, it will show you the store. You'll get images. Of I it. see. It's it. a real thing. It's it's there. I see pictures already. Yeah, so they just kind of did that. That's strange. It's very strange. What is that? It looks like Thai writing, actually. Maybe it's in Thailand. Maybe it was Thailand. I... But yeah, so that's the thing. That, wow. Yep. All right. <laughs> I, I I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> no, that's, you just kind of see and you're like, yep, they did that. Yeah, that's... Okay. And, and along with it, there's like... Uh, like these versions of Ronald McDonald, like done up as Hitler. Like I'm just doing a Google yeah. image search, and now there's like yeah, Hitler I mean, McDonald. Yeah. yeah, it's Thailand, Nazi yeah. cheek in Thailand. They've got all this fast food stuff, but it's just like Hitler inserted. Like Hitler making a comeback and becoming like cool again in a country is like one of the least likely things that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I saw that, like, well, I wouldn't do that, but okay. Y'all have fun. 